1: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Stuff Like June Machine, I am Andy, Hot Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? And it's uh, part two of the chart of the 7th of June, 1970. A chart which existed before either of us existed. Which makes it uh, difficult, tricky, I don't know but we had a go at reading it out last week, and we got through that, and then we haven't really looked at any of the songs. There was one song here that stood out when we were doing the, the chart rundown.
0: It's called our eye, not it? It tickled our, tickled our curiosity.
1: Tickled our fancy, mm. would you say? Uh, just because of its title, and it's called Vehicle, and it's by Ides of March, and I had no recollection of it at all, never heard of it before. But it's calling the song vehicle it's great great name for a mm. song and we've both just listened to it since then and i i urge you to seek it out it's on youtube i'm sure it's on spotify and all the other places it's fucking great isn't it sam
0: well you you listened to it off the back of liking the title literally just moments before we came on air you said have a quick listen, just a few moments of it, just just the beginning. to See what you think before we start. So I I waited for the ad, the five second free trial of the advert on YouTube to end. Thought oh, I don't know, it's rare that I would get into a song this short notice, this quickly. I mean, my mind's <laughs> not in the right place. Usually, I like to sit and and like prepare myself.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, you need to get yourself in, in a pro, uh, the lotus position. In, into I think the you position. New music That's in, what don't I prefer. You? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: wearing a uh, smock of some kind yeah or child pose that's another one i like because i like to sort i like to adopt child pose and sort of take myself right back almost to the cradle mentally yeah yeah um and the cusp of the womb uh, yeah and i imagine myself in my mother's womb and that's the the best
1: that's a great title for a song
0: yeah it is yeah or a band
1: Alex D, if you're listening, I've got I've got a song called "The Cusp the of the cusp Womb." The
0: cusp of the womb, slightly <laughs> kind of sort of could be. I'm trying to think what genre. I mean, in a way, it's slightly Led Zeppelin. If I'm Alex, honest, 1970,
1: yeah, it's it 1970. Is. Yeah, lyrics coming. The cusp soon. of
0: the womb. It's sort of slightly Stonehenge kind of yeah, Spinal <laughs> Tap vibes. Um, but yeah, uh, it's very. I don't think I can't think of many times in my life where I've heard a song that's had such an immediate sort of um yeah. a, a impact on me it's uh, it's just yeah. an immediate banger um i suppose the best way of describing it and as i say i've only heard like less than 1 minute of it it starts off and it sounds a lot like the theme tune to a really good american 70s cop show yeah it's got kind of streets of san francisco it, vibes it, a little bit it's
1: it's got a, a pile driving horn section
0: yeah and right then, from the off. as you rightly said, it, I think it's in the comments, it's very Tarantino soundtrack as well. Yeah. It's just a media. It's the song that you want to be playing when you walk in to a party or yeah. social event, perhaps Boxing Day at your mum's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, great time of the year.
0: I mean, I you know, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a great ring walk song, isn't it? Isn't it just... Um, yeah. Or they do? Do they still play in twenty twenty cricket? Do you still get a song when you walk out to bat? I don't know, but I if you, know. if you do, that'd be a good one.
1: I mean, I might start and adopt a, a walk on song for recording these podcasts. But Obviously, <clears> you'd be none the wiser before we we kind of oh, connect. Yeah. Oh yeah, the and WhatsApp, then under, but... you
0: could play something really dramatic and sexy like that, and then when I say and I Sam Nifty Delaney, it could just stop dead, and you could just play like the sort of um. What do you call it? The the sort of tumbleweed sort of music under (laughs) my under my entrance. That'd be a good power (laughs) play.
1: (laughs) So should should we do it so that we can like hear each other's walk on music or before we actually connect?
0: Oh, I think we should should do it it on the show. Connected. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do, Do you remember Mike Tyson used? Uh, uh, um, some music as a walk-on music by the noted alternative obscure industrial group called Coil <laughs> No, and it's just kind of like it just sounds like fucking I don't know how to describe it it's just like metallic pared back sort of just intimidating noise intimidating noise that's in good like, in, yeah. like
0: the sound of a um, factory or something
1: yeah kind of just the sound of just really unsettling yeah maybe the sound of the world collapsing in on itself
0: Uh, it's a bit like yeah it's like Mike Tyson is in the sort of Roy Keane kind of like music in itself is frivolous and childish so I will simply have noise
1: yeah unsettling noises completely fucking shit your opponent right up Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so yeah, Walk on Music Podcast is a new thing. It's certainly got to be better than just talking to your fucking comedy pals about what your favourite keyring is. <laughs> uh but I did watch. I'm looking at their Wikipedia page. They had a major US and minor UK hit with the song Vehicle in nineteen seventy. That seems to have been it went on hiatus in seventy three. They returned with their original lineup in 1990 and have been active since then. Active. It well, seems well, if they're, they're active. They we're interested. Active. Yeah. Yeah. What were we going to hire a band for? We were going to hire my a band for somebody. my launch. My book launch. For your book launch, that was it.
0: Imagine oh, if we got Ides of March. If, Ides I'd, of I'd March have to They're the in bu- America. It's not ideal because I'd have to pay their fee plus their travel. Mm. That's the difficulty. Yeah. Imagine if I just got Lee John up. to come and just do body talk. One song. Lee Johnson? Lee John.
1: Oh, Lee John.
0: Lee John Get Lee to, <laughs> to come <laughs> Lee on. Lee Johnson to Not... do
1: body talk. Lee
0: Johnson, did he used to be the manager of Sunderland? Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's now it, at it, in, in a In an awful booking error, I've accidentally yeah. booked the former manager of Sunderland to come and perform the <laughs> 1980s rare groove classic, Body Talk.
1: And of course, it would appeal to Lee Johnson's huge ego. Uh, is he? So is he he a, do is it.
0: Lee Johnson a Cockney, or is he? A, is he a Northern uh, yeah, chap?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a Londoner so, of it. some kind. Yeah.
0: Bloody my you, So is Lee John. So.
1: Yeah. Well, try and get Lee John's. That would be better. Lee Johnson's up at Hibs now. So again travel would be an issue well, i am john- on
0: Seeley, john for the 40th anniversary of that album at shepherd's right. Bush empire in i think march yeah oh magical yeah i think i on the 100th year of the bbc i shared that performance of body talk which i've written about before on the turbo and stuff and mm. and i just said you know here is this to my mind is the greatest moment in the history of the bbc was yeah. Imagination's debut on Top of the Pops yeah left
1: field but I defy anyone to come up with anything better
0: yeah and uh, he um, it was quite nice because he tweeted me back and was and then and then sent me a link to their 40th anniversary tour and of course you know me I'm a sucker for anyone advertising almost anything to me and so I immediately bought tickets but I am looking forward to that That'd be great. Mm.
1: I've just seen on um, Instagram this morning a uh, 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 promo for Haircut One Hundred. Also doing yeah. a full. Albert Hall, I think. Yeah. Think they're playing That'd Albert Hall great, in London.
0: That. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I Quite
0: interviewed him on the radio a few years ago, Nick Hayward. Obviously, lovely bloke, but also yeah. so young looking. I mean, he's got yeah. be—he's got to be at least ten years older than me at least Mm -hmm. because i was a little boy when he was in the Mm. charts right fucking hell i've got the photo of us together and he you know in the photo he looks a good 10 years younger than me he just he just looks like he did back then If anything better because he's now quite muscular i think he's been working out too he
1: did he started to work out i think he's probably he's probably moisturized quite a bit as well
0: oh it's just lovely Um, guy obviously talented but also such adorable boyish looks it's not, mm. I, I've got nothing to fault in Nick Haywood, mate. And for that reason, I think I will be going to see him at the Albert Hall.
1: Ah, oh, well, get me a ticket as well, I'll come. Mm. That sounds great.
0: My um, dad, my, my, my dad, sometimes, he pulls out Haircut 100 reference on the reg because my brother Theo, right. who's yeah. a big kind of music fan, um, and, you know, he, he taught me a lot about music growing up, Theo, as did my dad. Um, and you know I respect both of their musical tastes. However, mm. when Theo make, expresses any opinion, any opinion on music ever, right? My bra- my dad will cut him down. Like if Theo could just say in <laughs> passing, oh, "That's a nice nice song," I quite like that. My dad yeah. will go, "Ha ha! This is the man who once claimed that Haircut One Hundred were the greatest band in the world." <laughs> something, something which, first of all, Theo strenuously denies ever having said. But second of all, even if he did say it, we're going back to the early '80s yeah. when he was an adolescent, right? It, and that's yeah. the sort of thing you say when you're an adolescent about I'm whoever the say, band at like the moment 10 or something. is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, would, he would have been like maybe I don't know. He probably would have been like maybe 15 or something, and they were the big sort of cool band uh, when they first came out. And he might have been positive. "Ah, oh, they've got to be the best band ever." My dad has clung on to that one moment, that oh, one incredible. remark by him, and that, according to him, removes any credibility yeah. from any opinion on music <laughs> my brother has ever had and will ever have.
1: Fucking <laughs> okay, superb! Great, isn't it? Oh man! Oh, that's so good. Can I just can we can we plug uh, Theo's uh, life goals with my dad episode? Have you with listened to it? I haven't got around to listening to oh it yet, my but it's got God, to be great, hasn't mate?
0: it? <laughs> it is brilliant. I mean, it's brilliant <laughs> for me on a number of levels. I actually found it quite you know, obviously it's nice because I've encouraged all of my nephews and nieces. Like, you know, he's got a huge number of grandchildren. And I'm like, you know, everyone should listen to this because it in many ways it's a story of my dad's life, you know. Yeah, right. right. And it has been a colourful life. As mm. he said, He said, there's not many people. Who have, you know, been in the Socialist Workers' Party and appeared in Carry On Up the Khyber. Plus toured with the Rolling Stones. And my dad's done all three. <laughs> and so he's got all those all his bones. I would
1: say there's probably only your dad and Peter Butterworth. He's
0: done that. <laughs> right, so it's got all of those, but he doesn't <laughs> even have time to. I'd for have some. to
1: verify Butterworth though.
0: He <laughs> it, it, it doesn't it doesn't even have time for some of the bangers that I've told on this podcast, such as, you know, losing Leslie Judd. I mean, for me, if I was doing life goals, yeah. and I'd, I mean, I have done life goals as a view, but if either of us had ever had an incident where we'd lost Leslie Judd on a horse or indeed defended ourselves in court over the theft of the alleged theft of a ladder, <laughs> that would be right up top when you look reflected back on what are the key moments, the most memorable moments of my life. That would be top for most of us.
1: Well for maybe him, you need that's
0: the, just like on the cutting room floor, mate.
1: Maybe you need to interview him as Human of Honour. Three or four part well, for I this. Didn't,
0: I didn't really envy Theo interviewing him because he, <laughs> he power plays Theo continuously all the way through, <laughs> right? Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> Theo is so much better at dealing with it than I am, right? <laughs> you e-
1: threw your dinner at him.
0: Yeah, every, every power play that comes... Theo's just like, he knows it's coming. He can see yeah. it three moves ahead and yeah. he just doesn't let it bother him and he moves on. Whereas That's really good. I would have snapped like halfway yeah. through episode one. Um, Fair enough. There's great bits where he's trying to sort of impress my dad, which is a classic thing. I try to impress my dad, but it's always oh, a mistake. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, yeah, there's this really good band that I think you're like. And uh, yeah. I think you'll really like them, Dad. In fact, you know what? I'll send you a link. I'll send you a playlist link. And my dad just goes like this. Hmm. (laughs) And I'm listening to this while I'm running. And I'm like, sort of like cringing. But the thing is, it doesn't really bother Theo. I think he's just had it his whole life. And it's just like, yeah, that's what he does. He power plays. (laughs) But he cho- oh, uh, to be man. fair to my dad, he chooses some banging tunes and some really good goals. And his stories are great. So I really <laughs> enjoyed <laughs> it a great deal. A great deal. Um, I'll give it a listen. Yeah.
1: I'll definitely give it a listen. Um, yeah, good stuff. What is it, a four-parter?
0: <laughs> no, it's a two-parter. It's, um, yeah, if you don't know the podcast already, it's my brother's podcast, Life Goals with Theo Delaney, in which he asks people to pick their eight most memorable goals of their lives and they get to choose a song to go with each one. So it's basically Desert Island Discs, but with football.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very good. I mean, that's hard to imagine that the pilot episode could ever be better in which yeah. uh, I was the guest. But uh, You were yeah, the that's, pilot that's, episode that's
0: an and that's what, you know, that was when they realised this has got legs.
1: That's what got it commissioned by but the podcast I said, elders.
0: I said, listen... Don't <clears throat> judge it, because if you've got Dawson on it, you've set the bar unrealistically high. Well, yeah. I, I was exactly. something of a first on it, in that I was the first guest to talk at such length he had to turn it into a two-parter. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> and he has also had to do that for my dad. Although my dad talks a lot <laughs> less than me, but he uses less words, but with more power.
1: More emphasis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has. More his power. words
0: carry much more power than mine. <laughs>
1: Jalapeño um, Getting back to just Ides of March mm. And their vehicle song uh, the, the song it says here on Wikipedia Is about a girl that often uses the singer For her mode of transportation right. Leading the singer to surmise That he is little more than her vehicle mm. um, And it was a big hit in America Got number two Got number five in Canada But didn't reach the top 30 in Britain And they never had another hit single So one hit wonders Oh! Get a lot of this. The main man in the mm. group, the singer, Jim Petterick or Peterick mm. um, went on to form the group Survivor. And was the wow. co writer of the song Eye of the Tiger.
0: Fucking hell.
1: Get in there. I love I these little that he was things the we singer. just
0: spot we would have never known all of this had you not like just looked at the title.
1: Like the like the sound of the title.
0: Yeah. Here. And now this
1: lovely now stuff i have got Survivor now I'm trying to find out more about Survivor because there's not look at either Tiger there it is Survivor uh, who was the singer in Survivor
0: I remember what he looked like
1: because he wore, he wore a beret didn't he?
0: he wore a beret and I think he wore a big leather bomber jacket not unlike Rocky's.
1: lead vocals a man called Dave Bickler <laughs> what hmm. a great name Dave Bickler was the singer on Eye of the Tiger. Uh apparently no longer with Survivor. Still with us though, it's 69. It's a lo- best known as the original member of Survivor. So yeah, that that comes from uh from Vehicle from the Ides of March. Uh, who are still going. And they celebrated their fifty-seventh uh anniversary uh, and did a special gig in September twenty twenty-one at the uh potawatomi hotel and casino in milwaukee
0: potawatomi so,
1: still at the top of their game uh whether they be, be, be come across and do your book launch i'm not sure i don't know if you're as big a draw as the potawatomi hotel i'm and just casino not keen on paying
0: just not keen on yeah. paying like that yeah. I'm, I'm, i will pay for the right artist but the travel exp- transatlantic travel expense is too much when we la- i mean for it, when we la- i got my fingers burnt when we launched um the cd rom magazine enter cuz yeah. at, at the launch party um not content yeah. with hiring out a whole club in london's fashionable shoreditch i then also paid for a swedish funk band to come all the way mm. over from sweden to perform only about 5 songs and mm. on top of that some break dancers from the West Midlands, so I had their train fare to cover as well. I mean, fair enough. It wasn't my money; it was the company's money, but it probably did contribute somewhat to the speedy decline of that great, great. Yeah, organ. that
1: does give the impression you're playing a bit fast and loose. With I was the budget. fast
0: and loose a bit, yeah. But you know, I yeah. was only—I was only a whippersnapper. You know, I was, I was barely out of nappies, mate. I mean, it's yeah, their fault so for giving this, me the access to the money. You've got
1: this- Yeah, well, exactly. The people with the purse strings should have kept a tighter hold on them, I think. Quite right. Instead of giving you that. So was it a Swedish funk group that you were aware of?
0: What had happened was we'd somehow, we'd been offered some press with them. Someone, not me, had interviewed them. And then when they'd been in London doing some Mm. press and we'd interviewed them and obviously filmed them for the (laughs) CD-ROM. then I went, then the, the, the woman who'd interviewed them said, they're really good, actually. You should you should look at them. And I look. Oh, yeah, they're fucking great. And she's gone. And I've only listened to about as much as I just listened to that vehicle by the Ides of March, but it was a similar sort of reaction. <laughs> I had a reaction yeah. that was similar. And I went, oh, they're, they're great. And she went, you know what, actually, they'd be really good to come over. They'd be really good to play at the launch. And I go, yeah, book them. And then I think it, and then her management said, oh, well, they're back in Sweden now. So if they came over, you'd have to pay for that because they'd only be coming over to do that. Fine, fucking pay them, come over then. (laughs) We'll only have time for them to do five songs. How many of them is there? Six.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, you know, London would have been swimming with active Swedish funk bands at that time. I know. They wouldn't have come across on the plane or anything.
0: I was carried away, mate. I was just carried away. It's a life Uh, lesson, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. There are no mistakes.
1: You still remember it. There are no so mistakes,
0: it, only lessons.
1: That's right, absolutely. So that's Vehicle, that's Ides of March. There's another great song that I just heard a little bit of um, in this chart, and it is uh, by The Move, who was the, the first group of Roy Wood,
0: who mm. was in Good name, ALO The Move, is it? Sounds a bit moddy.
1: Well, he then formed Wizard. Mm. Uh, I Wish It Could Be Christmas. Roy if Roy Wood
0: turns up in every rock and roll memoir. He's one of those guys. Good, like you Good. know, he, he will. He, I think he's in that Beatles book that I've been reading by Craig Brown. He features right. heavily in the Elton John book. He's just like um, you know, like Forrest Gump, although that's a bit rude cause it suggests that he's a bit touched in the nut, or like uh, there's a Woody Allen film, isn't there? Is it Zelig, where he just is like that yeah. guy who's that's there right, yeah. at every sort of moment in history. Yeah. That's Roy Wood. If you read any music memoir from like the 60s or 70s, Roy Wood was there.
1: But Brontosaurus, by the move, it's a great, it's like a heavy, heavy kind of thing, but it's got really good melody. Mm. And again, it's one of them, I think if you listen to it later on, you'll go, yeah, I like that, I'm into that. And I think Roy Wood, as you said, has mentioned so much, he's like kind of a almost um, unheralded genius of 70s pop music. Yeah.
0: Did you listen to the Mike Bat episode of Rock on Tours? We've we talked with about it. it.
1: Yeah, very he,
0: good. He's a bit like that, isn't he? Like he's had a hand in almost everything.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, seemed like a nice chap as well, actually.
1: He does. Seems, yeah. Seems to be good fun. Yeah, to be around. Yeah, but um, like
0: produced or played on fucking anyone worth anything in that era. I bet Mike Bat and old Roy would have probably pals, mate. I wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> I wouldn't Gotta be surprised be. if they see each other over Christmas. Gotta be. They used to get the families together, but now they're older, they just go for a pint somewhere. Maybe a pint yeah. on a heath somewhere.
1: <laughs> that sounds great. I'd love to do that. A pint on a heath, yeah.
0: A pint on a heath. That
1: sounds like a great podcast title. A pint on a
0: heath. A pint on a heath. Is it as good a podcast title as what I'm taking part in tomorrow? Coffee and a ketchup. <laughs>
1: Well, it's similar, isn't it? Mm, I mean, you're is, yeah. uh, you're you're sober, mm. so a pint on the heath would have to be either a pint of milk <laughs> or a pint, a pint of um, a pint of zero alcohol.
0: I know a bloke who used Booms. to. I know a bloke who used to um, always order milk in the pub. You ever seen really? that? Yeah, just bold as brass. He was Indian, so maybe in India it was a thing. I don't know, but he'd walk in. Wow. He's, he's a mate. He'd walk in and I- go, "Glass of milk, please." Did he always get it? They'd look at him funny, but he had such a confident way about him. Yeah. That he they'd just sort of like, oh, all right.
1: Fucking hell. Mm. Hey, nice one. Because I've been thinking about this lately because, like, I went out with some mates a while ago and they, everyone drove. We went to a gig, where mm. everyone drove. And they were all drinking the um, the zero alcohol. Mm. Didn't even bother having just a single pint. No. Nah. No, then, just then
0: it just them. gives you a taste. You might as well just,
1: yeah, all or nothing. I, I had one pint of regular booze. I didn't have the zero alcohol. Mm. I had a pint, and then I drove. I drove mm. a car two and a half hours after I'd had a pint of alcohol, and right. I don't know if that's illegal anymore. No, um, it's, I
0: think that's perfectly legal.
1: I, I Depending on
0: right. the alcohol, of course.
1: It was a it was a low strength. It was like a four percent, yeah. like a session mm. kind of ale. So you know, I I, I chose it with caution. But I thought to myself, yeah, I like the idea of zero alcohol, but if I was given a choice of that, or maybe a pint of milk or a mm. cup of tea, yeah, I'd probably want a cup of tea. And is it, yeah. what do you do? Can you get a cup of tea in a pub after 7pm? So,
0: some pubs, a lot of pubs you can get a coffee in no problem.
1: I know lots of them do coffees in that. but you kind of think, I mean, Wetherspoons, you can get a coffee, mm. and then I think you can just get refills all day.
0: Stay in there whole fucking one. day, mate. No problem. Yeah, but the
1: thing is, it's fucking Weatherspoon's, isn't it? And you're, you're funding the the endeavours of that
0: oh yeah, geezer.
1: Li- part lion, part fascist that runs it.
0: The fascist lion. Yeah. Talking of lions, mate. Oh, okay. I, I've loved watching the. Who is it? Is it the Senegalese fans or maybe another yeah. country as well? They just as like. No, it was the Morocco fans. They Morocco are great. Would do it. Did loads you see of them the are dressed Morocco as lions, fan? and loads of them, of course, wear fezzes, which is, you and I are yeah. big fans of the fez. We are. So I think they're my favourite fans of the tournament so far.
1: Yeah, there was this a, a shot of a Morocco fan who was dressed as a lion, mm. and next to him was another one who was holding a, a monkey puppet, <laughs> extremely like the dancing monkey yeah. that I, I've got. And also, the the Macarena monkey
0: that my dad owned. <laughs> that
1: your dad. Another thing my dad doesn't mention owns. on
0: his podcast, which again, yeah, if it was your eye or anyone, you would have. Most people would have said, "I'm in the '90s. I acquired a monkey that danced the Macarena, and I would yeah. impress. I would impress visitors, including ladies, to my house with it. I used it to seduce women.
1: Yeah. And did you see them? the Moroccan fans celebrating all over London as well.
0: No, I didn't see that.
1: Oh, absolute chaos. Brilliant.
0: Lovely. I mean, Um, the world cup, you know, I enjoyed that, but the thing is, you know, it's strange. I feel the older I get, the more sad I feel for the losing team. So I was delighted that Morocco won. I think Morocco Hmm. have been good. Um, Samuel Etou predicted that they'd go all the way to the final. So right from the start, I've had an eye on them. Right but right. he, he he predicted that cameroon would beat them in the final so he's only he got That's, that wrong that seems
1: a bit yeah yeah
0: but but <laughs> he said they go to the he said they'd go to the final and it, and in all honesty right they've got portugal next
1: mm.
0: and then in the then they'd have england or france in the semi
1: in the semi final could they beat
0: portugal yeah could they beat england yeah why not they just beat fucking spain
1: yeah but I mean, Spain's penalties were wretched.
0: They were, but that can they happen were to any team.
1: Absolutely wretched.
0: That, that can happen to anyone, though, can't it? I mean, I Japan, guess, was well, it Japan so. did penalties against Croatia, and they were shit as well. They
1: were wretched as well. Yeah, wretched Japanese
0: weird. penalties. Another good name for a band. <laughs> 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 we are the wretched Japanese penalties. Oh,
1: Penalty kick. Oh, I can sell kicks. that
0: one. Um, yeah, so you know, you just never know, but. It is wonderful when you see a team like Morocco who've, you know, competed for many years. Uh, You know, they've been in World Cups, haven't they? I mean, I Mm -hmm. remember them getting that 0-0 draw against England in 86 when poor old Ray R.I.P. Wilkins got sent off for chucking the ball at the ref. That's right, he did. They've been around. There's always been decent Moroccan players, hasn't there? And um, I was just really happy for them. But mainly because they dress as lions. I think it's a great thing. It's one of the best things you can dress as. Um and it reminded me and Len of that uh one of our favourite emails to have been sent to the um to Top Flight Time Machine, which was one I told Len about and he treasured, which was we we I don't know if you remember this, Andy, but we got heavily into nostalgia about ink poisoning for a while on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were I'm talking a lot about
0: how ink poisoning was one of our biggest concerns as children, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And um not just ink poisoning, the standard ink poisoning that comes, allegedly, according to playground law, from just drawing on yourself, hmm. but also the ink it, poisoning that you get if you ever accidentally ingest ink.
1: Gets, yeah.
0: Um, we got a wonderful email from a, a chap who said, when I was about 10, me and my brother were playing lions round the house. <laughs>
1: Whoa, what a start with email. Which
0: was a great it was you one of the yeah, it, in, yeah, in email terms it was the email equivalent of vehicle by Ides of March. Yes. It just had Straight immediate I was immediately engaged and intoxicated yeah. by it. And actually what what it was about was they were playing lines around the house and they ate as part of this game they ate their dad's newspaper. <laughs> And then <laughs> I think they, lions do. They either, go, I mean, it's exactly what a lion would do. So they're obviously yeah. taking the game pretty seriously. They were obviously method acting as lions, um, yeah. but they either got ink poisoning or fought, got fell spun into a panic about getting ink poisoning yeah. and dying. But the key bit is playing lions around the house, which cracked Len up, and we still sort of say to each other, like, do you "Fancy playing lions around the house late." <laughs> <laughs> and then when we see the Moroccan fans dressed as lions Len goes were well, they dressed as lions so I said perhaps they've been playing lions around the house and then they they didn't have time to get changed it comes straight to the football
1: I think we need to do a deep dive into lions the history of lions yeah we the should box. who invented the, the lion etc mm. yeah and might be a crossover with the rabies episode we're planning
0: did, I don't think lions were responsible for rabies that was French dogs wasn't it
1: well it can be more than un, one creature un, i don't unclean know
0: unclean french dogs that i, don't that, know. I mean we'll, we'll do, get more we'll, into detail when we look deeper into it but the, the vibe was in the early yeah. 80s was that the french don't look after their dogs <coughs> properly and therefore they are yeah. foul and riddled with a disease that will make you foam at the mouth so if you and see a french off, dog don't go anywhere near it
1: uh, and they'll all come through the channel tunnel that yeah was a big worry wasn't it Fucking well 2023 herds of them. is 2023 is gonna be rabies year year of when, the rabies. Um, We'll, we'll leave it there because I think there's more to be had from this chart because what we've done this time is li- actually listen to some of the songs mm. and that's been useful. So yeah. we'll do that with a bit more of it for next time. Definitely. we'll get another episode out of it. So uh, thank you very much for listening and of course, Goodbye. Goodbye.